Hi everyone, welcome back to another of the Raw Show with Michael McDonald and I have a very special guest. We have Laurie Cheek joining me today. Laurie, thanks for being a guest on the show. Thanks for having me. Laurie is a New York City-based architect turned entrepreneur, founder and CEO of Cheek, which is a hyperspeed Bluetooth mobile dating app. She spent a lot of the time removing the mist from missed connections, which I get a funny feeling today. We're going to be talking a lot about tech and, and dating and that sort of thing. But I thought we'd, we'd start with your background, if that's okay, Laurie. So would you be able yeah. to share with, with me and our listeners where you were born and what it was like for you growing up? Yeah, so I was from what I thought was the tiniest town in the entire world um, in Taylorsville, Kentucky. And I was just going nuts because I knew there was this huge world out there and I wanted to be part of it, but I had to wait many years to, to get there. And now I'm in the biggest city in America. But yeah, I was born in Kentucky and I was very creative as a kid and um, wanted to study something that was artistic, but could also get me a, a nice career. So I studied architecture at the at the State University of Kentucky. And um, the day I graduated, I threw up my graduation hat, packed up a truck and drove straight to New York. And here I am 21 years later. Right, wow. So what, what drove you to, to want to travel then? Was it just you, you wanted to get out or was there more to it? Um, yeah, I really wanted to get out, but I also wanted to go to the most exciting place I could possibly find. And, you know, my parents didn't really want me to leave the country. So I, I picked New York City and it's actually not far away from home. And I go back all the time. And now I have a, a crazy appreciation from for the place where I grew up when, you know, as a kid, it was making me an insane person. But I love it now. But I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> so what so what drew you towards launching cheek to them what was the um the main things that happened the uh, maybe the revelations or turning points that led to your launching the app you know coming to new york city it was really hard to meet people i mean there's eight million people running around and in a place where there's so many people it's really hard to meet anybody you know but in the town where i grew up everybody knew everybody so for years, I was just thinking of ways to break the ice and meet strangers. And I did all these kooky things to, to, to do that. And one night I was out to dinner with a, a colleague of mine. And this is 15 years into my architecture career here in New York City. And he slipped a business card to a woman as we were leaving the restaurant. He'd written on the back of it, want to have dinner? And the two of them went out on a date based on that card. And I left with this idea that I couldn't stop thinking about, which was to slip these cards to people that basically asked them out on a date, but it wasn't for business. It was for more personal opportunities. So I started brainstorming about how to take the business out of the business card and create this deck of funny ice-breaking dating cards, which became cheap in May of 2010. So it took me a couple of years to to get my head around the idea, get some partners and figure out how to bring this thing to life. But that's uh, sort of the way that I was solving misconnections back then. And we've changed quite a bit since then, but that was the, the light bulb moment that changed my career and my life forever. Right. So, I mean, I have, I have checked out the, the app. I mean, I've not downloaded it, downloaded it, but I've seen, the um, reviews and all, all the discussions around it. It seems like um, the Bluetooth thing seems to be quite a new 
a new idea at least like there's, there's a lot of other places that don't that don't do that sort of thing so how how does the app actually differ from all of the others that are out there yeah, so, you know, we got rid of those cards, which was the way that back then we were trying to have people connect in the real world. And then, you know, it didn't work out. I didn't become a billionaire from the idea. Um, and it was quite the opposite. Like, I ran out of money building that idea. But still, it, it wasn't sinking into the world of dating. And we tried to think about utilizing a technology because everybody wants to use their phones. And we still are trying to bring that real life connection to people that are out and about. So uh, the way it differs is if you're on Tinder or Bumble or any of those other apps, you're usually sitting at home on your couch, flipping through profiles of people that could be a mile away or they could be in another country. So um, the difference in our app is that when you're on your commute or at the gym or at a bar, you'll get an immediate notification that someone was in a 30 foot radius that's there right now. So if you get this ping that you just missed the connection with Matt, you could look up and Matt's going to be in the room. So it gives you a chance to break the ice in the real world before starting, starting those virtual conversations that often lead to nothing. All right, cool. So just, just before you, you launched this then, um, apparently you were on Shark Tank. Is that right? Yes. Would you be able to to talk us through that? Because I, I was given a bit of information about that, but um, I, I'd love to hear your your story on that. So, you know, I'd hit a brick wall. I mentioned I'd run out of money, and mm-hmm. a friend of mine in Texas sent me an email one day. She knew the struggles I was going through, and she said, you know, you've got the perfect product for this Shark Tank show, and they're accepting applications for the upcoming season. So... At this point in my life, I was just doing anything and everything I could do to keep my business alive. So I was like, sure, I'll fill this thing out. So I went on the website, filled the thing out, and I almost forgotten I'd done it. And it seems like a few months later, I got the, the phone call from Beverly Hills, and it was the Shark Tank saying, oh, we just got your application, think it's a cute idea, and we'd love to take you to the next level. So I think it took me nearly a year from the day I applied to the day that I finally got accepted and my flights were booked and, you know, um, it was, it was really a long and lengthy process to get accepted on that show. I mean, I think there's maybe 80,000 applicants and they take, I think it was like 86 people got selected out of that many thousands of people that applied. And even I remember one of my partners back in the day was like, I was trying to get him to help me fill out the application. And he said, Oh, Lori, this is ridiculous. There's no chance you're going to get on that show. (laughs) Anyway, he's not part of my business anymore. And I did go on that show. And, you know, I I didn't really think I was going to get a deal, but because my numbers weren't good. And when I went out down that hall, I've never been more nervous in my life. My heart was beating in my throat. I was worried the words weren't going to come out of my mouth. And Apparently, I looked like a robot because I wasn't breathing. I wasn't blinking. But you know what? I got that pitch out of my mouth, and then I was good to go. But still, they ripped my idea to shreds because I hadn't made any money, and they told me to quit my dream and go back and get my job in architecture. But, you know, even though they all said no, I was not about to quit because I knew people out in that audience or on watching on television would get it. And they did because the morning after it aired, I remember we had um, 
it was over 3,000 emails from people all over the world saying, whatever you do, don't quit. This idea is genius. You're ahead of your time. I want these cards. So um, that was sort of the, the payoff. And, you know, that was three and a half years ago. And I ended up uh, getting over six times what I'd asked for on the show. And that's how we re rebuilt our business into what it is today. Right. Well, so when you, when you were actually experiencing that then, because obviously to be told to go and get your job and to, to quit this, it mustn't have been, mustn't been easy. But then you've had emails from, from people saying not to quit and to, to dive in and do it and people more than happy to invest in your idea. What do you think would have happened if you hadn't got those emails? Because you, because I get the impression that you probably would have would have started anyway, you know, with, with, with or without that. I mean, what was going through your mind at the time? You know, I remember after the show aired, I felt like there was this really dark cloud that that show had created over my business. And I even remember going to the gym the next day, and I felt like everybody was looking at me like that poor girl. <laughs> but... You know, none of those people had even seen the show. I actually asked somebody, I just like asked somebody, like, did, did you watch television last night? Did you see what happened to me? And he hadn't seen it. But now I'm friends with that guy that works out at my gym and he ended up watching the episode. But, um, you know, even if I hadn't gotten those emails, I did end up stopping what they told me wasn't going to work. I quit those cards and, you know, I reinvented the business based on their, their feedback. So, good or bad, it's changed my life and it changed my business. Yeah, for sure. What, what, what do you think you would have done if, if you did decide to give up then? I mean, I'm just, <clears throat> I'm just going off curiosity now, Laurie. this isn't like strict or anything. Uh, what, what do you think what would have happened if, if you kind of fell down the, the hole, if you will, of, of trying to be all negative about it? Because you seem to have turned it into a positive quite a lot. But what do you think would have happened if you didn't do that? I mean, it's just not who I am. You know, I, I, there was no way I was going to quit. So, um, it, quitting wasn't an option. You know, I had given up my career. I would put all my money into this idea and I, I was just not about to stop. So, nope. <laughs> did you, did you tell yourself anything in particular? Like when you were making the decision to, to not stop and not quit and to keep going, was there a certain, was, was there certain phrases that you were telling yourself? Was there certain th things that you, you kind of used to get yourself to that point where you were going to just keep going and just keep moving forwards? Well, you know, even when I walked off the show or walked off the, the stage after filming that, I remember thinking, um, you know, that was horrible. It could have been one of the worst Shark Tank episodes in the history of Shark Tank, which it wasn't because there's so many that are so bad. Um, but I walked up to the producers and said, I hope this was bad enough for television because even though it was so bad, I still wanted it to air because I wanted the world to know what my mission was. So, um, yeah, they're just quitting wasn't an option. All right. So how, how did you initially go about setting it up then? So you got the emails, you've got people that were prepared to invest in the idea. You got people saying that they might've even wanted to, 
to use the app? I mean, obviously you've not really mentioned that, but what was the, what was the situation like in, in the first maybe six months of, of launching it? You mean the, the new idea, the, the pivot? Yeah. So, you know, right after the show aired, we were still doing the old idea and I set, I have a partner who is also the, my angel and investor. Um, he and I sat down and just thought about how we could reinvent this idea to actually make people want to use it because with those cards, I feel like people got them, they were excited about them and they'd flip through them and laugh and I don't know, but then they'd put them in a drawer or put them in their pocket and they'd get all bent up and nobody wanted to hand this ratty old card out. So, um, yeah, we, we met with an agency and decided to rebrand. We got a new logo um, and just kept brainstorming how to keep this face-to-face -face idea about dating um, minus the cards. So between the two of us and this agency and, you know, Bluetooth is now the way everyone's connecting with everything. So it, it just seemed like the, the natural progression. So it took, um, took a lot longer for us to get that app built than we thought. We ran into a lot of problems with it. Just, just I mean, this, utilizing the Bluetooth sort of as um, a beacon technology with other people's phones. It just wasn't that streamlined for us to incorporate that into the app. But, it, I mean, I think it took us almost a year to build it. So we were sort of on hold after the Shark Tank and then we came out with a boom. And now this app is being downloaded all over the world. And, you know, the beauty of that Shark Tank television show is it re-airs all the time. And every time that show re-airs, people come onto our website to see if we're even still alive. And now they've got this brand new improved cheeks and they're all downloading the app. And it's free, so it's a no-brainer. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it sounds pretty cool that you've <clears throat> you've actually achieved a success, but after a lot of reasonably well-respected people saying otherwise, and it's just... Um, yeah, it's, it's not something that happens quite often. Like you, you, you don't really see a lot of, of these sorts of things going on. So what, what would you say to someone that was, I wouldn't say in, in the exact same position as you, but they could be in a point where maybe they are questioning themselves, maybe they are unsure if, if they should keep going. What, what would you say to those people? I mean, the thing is, I listened to them. So it's not like I just completely ignored everything they said. I knew something had to change. So I do think it's important to, to pay attention to wise people's advice or, you know, people that have been down that path before. And all those sharks, they, they came from nothing and they built their lives into mega empires and, you know, they're smart. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I, I admire every single one of them, and I admired what they were telling me. So um, on another note, though, it is reality television, and I feel like once one of those pitches is going downhill, you know, the rest of them sort of jump on board with it a little bit. I mean, they've got to create this drama. And the other thing is, you know, those sharks were multimillionaires or more, and they're all married. They don't understand the struggles of what it is to be single in a city like New York. And I just don't, I really don't think they got it. Whether or not I needed to change the idea or not, you know, they're all married. They don't have a single worry in the world and they don't know what it's like to be lost and single and alone. And 
people are always looking down at their phones and not even looking at each other in the eye anymore. It's really hard. Mm. So what, what would you say was the, the ideal way to, to push through that, that sort of situation then? So that, that, that sort of feedback that, you know, maybe they weren't quite in a position where they fully understood what your idea was. I mean, pushing past that and getting through that and getting to the other side, you know, you can, in my mind, you can either choose to, to listen to it and take it on board and stop and, and go back to the job, or you can push through and, and decide to still do it, even though you got those those sorts of feedback. So if someone, if someone wanted to to push forward, but they weren't sure sure whether it was you know the the right thing to do. Sometimes it can just be a little a little thing that can make the biggest difference, which is it's kind of what I'm getting from the things that, that you're sharing with us today. And I quite I quite like the the idea of you saying that you know, f- failure is not an option. You, you've got to, you've got to make it happen. Where would you say that, that intention came from? I mean, you know, building a business, like I had no idea what I was doing. I was a trained architect and don't have any business knowledge at all. So of course I was set up to make a trillion mistakes, which I did. And I do think those mistakes that you personally make, um, for your own business are so valuable because you learn so much from things that you're doing to yourself. I mean, you can make mistakes out in life, but it's like, you know, it's even more painful when you're throwing your own money into a paper shredder instead of some big corporation. So, um, you know, and I think failure works the same way. Like I think, think all these failures throughout the eight years of me building this business, I mean, I, I say I could be the walking poster child for the age-old phrase, what doesn't kill you only makes you stronger. And it's like, I feel like I've been hit with everything. And I feel like I've given myself an MBA by building this business. I feel like I'm smarter, stronger, and there's just absolutely nothing that's going to stop me. And I, I, I joke that when I'm 80, I'm going to have some kind of silver sneaker, sneakers dating app, whatever it's going to be, but I'm still <laughs> going to be on my mission, like helping people meet each other. Is there anything that you could pinpoint that, that could, could actually help you actually get to that point? Because there's there's a lot that goes into running a business that tends to be, you've got to be in it for the long term. Like you've got to be someone that's <clears throat> prepared to do the work, that's quite committed to their cause and, and that sort of thing. You, you seem to have at least found that like reasonably early on you seem to have found that that thing that you're prepared to commit yourself to reasonably early on what what would you say to to anyone that was looking to find theirs someone that was looking to to find what they wanted to spend their time on have you got did, did you actually go through a process or is it more just a case of you know you, you found it because you didn't know anything else that you could have done what was the what was that process like well you know, I had a pretty awesome career in architecture and design for, I mean, a full-on 16 years. And the thing was, I didn't love my life. You know, I was, like, going to work every day at 8.30, getting off work at 6.30, whatever. It wasn't a 9-to-5 job anymore. And I just, I really hated that your entire day was dedicated to building someone else's dream. And I was just never passionate about it. And through that 
16 years, I was coming up with ideas left and right about, oh, okay, this is the idea I want to build. But, you know, none of them were so strong that I couldn't stop thinking about it. I mean, it was like the the dating idea. Uh, it was like a magnet. I just, I was full throttle ahead about creating this idea and I didn't know what I was doing, but I was going to make it happen. Um, and I walked in circles a lot doing that. I talked to everybody around me and you know, so many people were like, this is such a great idea. Two weeks later, I'd get emails from people saying, oh, I just saw this girl on the subway and I, she could have been the love of my life. And then the subway doors closed. She's gone. That was it. So I don't know. I got a lot of great feedback over that time. And I think if you've got an idea, it's it's a really good idea to run it around and tell everybody. It's like a, the freest focus group that you can get by telling. And, and I mean, people aren't going to steal your idea. It's It's rare that someone else will have that passion for whatever you want to build. So I think it's really safe and it's wise to, to run your idea by as many people as you can to see if it's a, a valid idea. And then I think you've just got to get the right partners around you, a very supportive network. And um, it's good to have mentors, which I didn't have, but I just think it's, it's wise to have people that have, have been through what you've been through before or what you're about to, <laughs> to go through. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think that's my advice. All right. So what, what would you say was, was next for you? What, what's next for, for Laurie Cheek? Well, we've already sort of even done a next. My partner and I and one other gentleman have built another app that's very similar to Cheek, but it's for business and networking. So it's a little bit like LinkedIn, but it's in the real world. So if you go to an expo or even to a coffee shop or a, a bar, I mean, you can have your filter set on the app, which is called Networked with a D on the end. And it'll give you a ping when someone that is within your filters for business is there so you have a chance to talk before sending a random ice cold email like I get every single day on LinkedIn and I can't stand it but I love meeting people in the real world so we've we've done a spin-off of Cheek for Business and that's that's the next thing and I'm actually talking with another pretty successful entrepreneur here in New York City about doing a similar app for fitness so you can find people that you want to work out with maybe they're strangers maybe you can end up on a workout date or it's just people who have the same interest and want to be uh, motivated to uh, go exercise but with with a friend or a group yeah those those are those who definitely sound interesting i quite like the idea that um <clears throat> the concept that you've got tends to blend the the online and the offline together which is definitely something that i think we need more of definitely like since since the rise of social media i think people are becoming as you mentioned before glued to their screens and, and not necessarily involved in the real world as much and i quite like the the concept of blending the two together so yeah no it's good i quite like the the idea that you've got and um <clears throat> it's amazing how it's amazing how it can work and, and how people can they definitely form stronger relationships as a result of blending the two together. So yeah, very, very, very keen to see what can happen and, and how things change and evolve over time. So yeah, I'm very, very, very excited to see what's, what's happening in regards to that. Well, thank you. Me too. <laughs> <laughs>
<coughs> all right is there is there any other parting advice or guidance that you would p provide our listeners i mean we're we're at a point where i think we've covered quite a lot we've covered a lot of different things and this is more of a this is more of me not wanting to leave any stone unturned at the minute so last part in piece of guidance for us and then we'll, we'll dive into the last couple of the questions all right laurie yeah so i mean i think just for other people wanting to take the leap into entrepreneurship that like me if you believe in your idea 100 percent, you can't stop thinking about it i say give up doubt Surround yourself by a positive and talented team that believe in your idea as much as you do and bulldoze forward and don't look back because it will be the ride of a lifetime. And I can say that firsthand. All right. Have you got any resources or books that potential listeners that want to maybe learn a little bit more about the, the online scene, maybe about the, the technology behind apps or online dating that, that sort of thing where, where would you suggest people go no i am that person that loves doing things in the real world and i have to say that personal networking has been the most valuable tool in me building my business of pretty much anything whether it's been to find um other people using similar technologies to finding support to getting press um friendship just all sorts of things but um i think it's important to build your network because down the road you never know who's going to be able to help you um but yeah i would just recommend that anyone like me i had to immediately start going to tech networking events and if you ever told me 10 years ago that i'd be a keynote speaker at a tech event to this day i would have told you you're crazy but <laughs> i am and i think that's because i don't know i just I dove in to the world of technology when I didn't know a thing about it, but still, it was it was really about meeting all these amazing people throughout the years, and that's sort of why I love this full circle of now we have a networking app within our portfolio. All right, so last couple of questions for you, <coughs> and the yeah, so we're getting close to the end. Last couple of questions. <coughs> Where would people go if they wanted to find out a bit more about you? So this is the, the chance to share links and websites and anything that you've got going on. Yeah, so we're pretty much Cheeked, C-H-E-E-K-D, on everything, social media. I'm Lori Cheek NYC on Twitter. And um, our new networking app you can download on iPhone or Android from our website at networked.io so it's network like the word network with a d on the end dot io um yeah but we're on instagram twitter tumblr facebook all the good stuff snapchat cheat all right awesome well last question for you now this one is a little bit different it's different to what we've spoken about in the past and we can we can blow everything wide open here now so it doesn't have to be serious we can be funny and, and that, that sort of thing as well and it's what would you like the world to know about you that it doesn't already know Wait, repeat that what i would like the world to know about me that what that, that they don't already know oh <laughs> uh, I, maybe that I am a hula hoop champion. Ooh, Did you know that about me? <laughs> no, I didn't know. Yeah, I was uh, 
many years ago, I was at some outdoor event in Brooklyn and I saw these people just doing these crazy tricks with hula hoops. And I've been a dancer and a gymnast my whole life. And I was like, I bet you I can do all this stuff that they're doing. And I picked up three (laughs) hula hoops and I just started going nuts. And I took one of the guys aside and he started showing me all these tricks and I could do it all. Anyway, I ended up teaching a hula hoop class at one of the coolest gyms here in New York called Equinox for a little bit. But um, I've entered some hula hoop contests and won. And I still hula hoop to this day. I've got like 10 hula hoops in my apartment. Right. Well, very interesting. That's something um, <clears throat> I'm sure our listeners would be very, very grateful that you shared that. I'd be, I'm sure you've, <laughs> I'm sure you could share a few, a few tricks and things. I'm sure. Well, uh-huh. yeah, I, I'm very, very grateful that you you took the time to to, to actually be on the show. Uh, I appreciate you carving out the time, Laurie, and I'm sure we'll we'll keep in touch. Okay, great. Thank you so much for having me. Have a great day.